Hi, this is Fam Electric Ghost, and we have Molly J on the line, right? Yes, what's up? Yeah, I'm, I'm finally, we finally got this going. <laughs> I know, this is a cool little app. I, uh, I didn't know about this. I'll probably use this in the future. Yeah, I've been doing it for about two years. I've been podcasting. I used to do a different app. And then um, now I'm on this this um, particular app, and I've been interviewing people for like different bands for two years, and also actors and artists. So it's been very cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're you're in Los Angeles now, right? Yes, indeed. I've been here for about a year and a half now. So you're on your um on your on Spotify. I'm just reading it off so people can get a little bio. It sure. Says, Mo- Molly J is a singer and rapper. That you originally came from Maryland, but now you're in Los Angeles. Now I'm in Los Angeles, yeah. Yeah, you have a soulful voice, and you have a knack for spitting lyrical rhymes. And you had a single, Shine, that hit 21, number 21, the Billboard dance dance chart. So that's pretty cool. And you've done pop and EDM. Uh, Yes. What you call your genre is like urban pop, which like maybe a mixture of EDM and hip hop and rap. So, yeah, Urban Pop is actually the producer that I first started working with when I started recording when I was, like, 20. He um, he kind of coined that. So, basically, essentially, yeah, it's it's kind of like pop, R&B, and hip-hop mixed. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of genre crossing. Yeah. Yes. I mean, ultimately, um, yeah, I, the, I don't know the best way to describe it. It's almost like pop melodies but with a soulful tone and then some hip-hop beats yeah. kind yeah. of yeah you, you know? said yeah your your influences are justin timberlake eminem and lauren hill so that's that's a wide range <laughs> yes justin timberlake i would say now justin likes to consider himself r&b and justin is like my biggest but he really is kind of urban pop that would yeah. really be sort yeah. of what he does and yeah. lauren hill is like he's like you know that's um like neo soul so, neo soul mm-hmm. yeah so you've got you got your neo soul so yeah i'm gonna get through the questions so i think i sent them to you but we typically ask these questions so when did you first get into music like what age uh, i got into music i mean i was doing you know since i was a kid you know the typical story it's like i'm writing songs in the shower and i'm locking myself in my room and listening to music so always but really when i started um taking it seriously was middle school, high school, middle school, you know, your voice changes. Even as a woman, your voice starts to change when you're going through puberty. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know that I had a singing voice. I loved music and writing little songs and stuff, but I didn't actually develop a singing voice until I was probably 13, 14 years old. Um, So when did, when did you decide that you had a talent for music and you wanted to actually write your own? Because there's a lot of musicians you know, they become classical musicians or studio musicians, but they don't actually write their own material. So when did you think that you wanted to actually do that? Always, actually. I, I was into writing before I was into, like, singing. Awesome. So that, the creation of the actual music is really actually the best, the funnest part for me. Like, funner than recording. Uh, performing is also a, a lot of fun for me, too. I, I'm a very animated person. But, yeah, I, I oof, I mean... You know, I'm obviously out here in Los Angeles and I'm not only interested in the artist side of things, I'm very interested in writing for other artists, too. So that's just kind of always been it for me. So when you write, do you use like uh, digital audio workstation? Do you use like 
uh, pianos, guitars? Do you use instruments or you primarily use like, you know, the, the what people are doing now, like with the Kai, you know, NPCs and, um, you know, there's different, all kinds of different ways of producing. I was wondering what, what we get into this with a lot of the artists we talk to are musicians that play instruments. So uh, maybe you can describe what your process. For sure. So I'm actually primarily a top line writer, writer. So I don't do a whole lot of producing. Um, that's something I want to get into later down the line, but I'm primarily like, I write the melody, the harmonies, the mm -hmm. lyrics. Um, and sometimes I'll use piano. Sometimes I use guitar. Um, sometimes I just use my head. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I usually work with, uh, another producer, um, who has, you know, Hey, I, I have this beat and I really, I've tried a few people and they can't really come up with what I want or, or something that I think would work. So I usually work with another producer. So you don't put into anything into like pro tools or, you know, now, I mean, I have, so, you know, I have done a little bit of that before, but like I said, I'm primarily, yeah. Um, a top line writer so you bring you actually go to a studio or you go to your producer's studio or do you send files to them how do you how do you do that how do you manage that yeah so usually i'll go to a studio i'm really picky about um engineers because there's a huge difference and other musicians will know this there's a difference between an engineer who can record a rapper and then an engineer who can record a singer it's much but, harder yeah um there's a lot more that goes into it you can record a rap song and 30 minutes you know with singing. a lot of people yeah they just use their you know, like home studios <laughs> yeah and i mean i you know a lot of people are like molly you know you should really invest in a home studio and i'm like yes yes and yes but at the same time it's like yeah. that takes a lot of money and a lot of energy and if i can work with somebody who's already a tip or a, an engineer which there are a lot of them out here in la yeah who I think engineers, the engineer is one of the most underrated people in the business. I mean, they actually bring a, they can bring a lot to a song. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I have my own home studio, so I'm an electronic musician. I've got like modes and recorders and all kinds of gear. And like, I just got a contract for one of my songs and finally went to a recording engineer and I've been mastering my own stuff for years because I'm an indie guy, but, but you know, the, the art of having a recording engineer does really change because that's their that's their business that's their art and it's the art in itself and so mm -hmm. there is a difference but you know a lot of guys like us you know they're, they're people who are musicians they're electronic musicians we have a lot of you know, all these like electronic synths i have all these old modes and stuff and i like to record them because i i know what i want to hear um and right. since I, i'm a keyboardist i kind of know what i want and over the 20 years i've bought the equipment to capture what i want but you know an engineer can always make it better um, well, so, yeah, and it sounds like you're sort of an engineer in your own right. You've put a lot into that. I just haven't put a lot of time into learning that. And I think maybe down the line when I have more time and more resources, um, may, uh, possibly I will, you know. Yeah, because I know what's going on today is there's a lot of going forward and backward, you know, because there's a lot of people using analog synthesizers to bring sounds that were from like the 80s into mm -hmm. their mixes and stuff which actually come from not digital equipment. It's like old analog equipment. And there's a yeah, lot of you're right. bringing that in. That's why I have my modes and my profits and stuff that's from the new wave era. You know, stuff that Bowie used on like low and the heroes and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting because there's also, you know, going forward, you got stuff like, you know, the Akai NPCs, you got, you know, people using Pro Tools, people using plugins. 
So there's there's a mixture. It's like you can't be a purist about anything. There's there's a reason to use samples. There's a reason to use, you know, plugins. But there's also a reason to go back and use like a real Hammond organ, <laughs> or or yeah. use, use a Moog, Moog if it calls for a real Fender, or you know a Strat. There's a reason why you would actually use a real bass. <laughs> yeah. Song. Um, but yeah, so. So that's interesting. So you, the question that I asked about home recording or traditional, you're a traditional recording studio, top line artist. Um, yes. So do you play live a lot? Do you do shows? Yes. Yeah. Um, in the new year, I've only done one or two, but usually I, I do a lot. Yeah. And I have a band, um, especially if, if it's at like a really nice venue, then I definitely bring my band. Um, if it's just kind of a last minute, sometimes people will call me for last minute hip hop shows. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'll be like, sure, I'll come through and rock the mic. But yeah, if I'm doing, I don't know if you know about any of like the popular places out here where, you know, a lot of big artists have played at the Mint, Whiskey A Go-Go. Yeah, Whiskey A Go-Go, I know that. <laughs> yeah, so I just, I played there with my band not too long ago. Um, and we had a blast. It's, it's definitely, um, I wouldn't say newer, but maybe it's, being brought to the forefront now where you're seeing a lot of hip-hop acts have their bands with them all the time yeah that's what i was, I was gonna ask I, I know there's a lot of people that still use like like a dj with a cdj with a pioneer or something but you know i'm, I'm an old school i'm 50 years old like i when mm-hmm. i used to play back in the day i was in punk bands you know and i was like you know got that cbgb kind of thing like i want to go and kind of be like the clash <laughs> or, yeah or be like the replacements or you know who's to do I was like real hardcore into that kind of thing, being like Joy Division or something. And like, I want to play with real instruments. And it's interesting that you see a lot of hip hop artists actually have full bands backing them up. Um, and and that's, I think that's really cool because, cause, you know, there was a point where sometimes people were saying, well, you don't really need a band. But it, it's interesting that you're doing that because um, it goes either way. I see a lot of electronic musicians that say, oh, all, all I need is a CDJ. And then you got other guys that are like got stacks of modes like Keith Emerson. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll tell you from firsthand experience, you know, I spent probably, I didn't have the money really for a band for the first five, six years of my career. And um, having a band makes a huge difference. I mean, people still love it. You know, if you're good enough, if you're mm-hmm. good enough, um, if you're you know good at what you're doing people will love it but having a band brings a whole people pay way more attention they're way more into it yeah it's way more engaging it's fun to interact with other people on the stage um i just don't think you're ever going to be able to fully replace that no because you know? i think there's a problem like like i was i was kind of not to put people down but i was watching some edm musicians you know and they just kind of push the button and jump around and in some of the dance crowd that's into that doesn't seem to know the difference between somebody actually playing a keyboard and somebody like running a sequence. And um, yeah, you gotta, I, be, <laughs> gotta be on drugs to it. Yeah. Drugs. I mean, there's a certain audience that doesn't care because they just want to hear the same thing, but then there's an audience that would want to see like the Almond brothers that wants to see somebody play the instrument, you know, they wants to see a Pearl Jam. They want to see somebody actually play the guitar or, or actually really, you know, not just playing over a track. And there's a lot of capability that you can do. And there's the merging today where you got Akai's got all kinds of new systems where you can actually engage on, on that kind of level and not just run your sequence. You can actually play other things on top of it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of cool things you can do so you can be more interactive, but having a real drummer. And so with your band, what, what, what's the, what's it set up when you actually play live? 
So we have, this is so interesting, actually. I, um, you know, so when the band started coming back with hip hop acts, now I'm a singer as well. I actually sing for a lot of my set, um, but I do rap for some of it as well. And I started seeing that the rappers that were having bands, it was starting, they would start off with just a drummer. Mm -hmm. And then they'd add a bassist. Drummer and bassist is very popular at yeah. a lot of shows. So, yeah, as far as the band goes, I've been having a drummer, a bassist, and then I added a guitar, um, cool. which is cool. And this, man, some of these musicians, you know, like I said, I'm a top line, top line, top line writer at heart. I'm a melodist. Mm -hmm. I'm not particularly gifted with instruments. And, I mean, sounds like you probably are. Some of these guys, I mean, I pulled a guitarist. Um, he hadn't even heard half the songs and he just rocked out. Yeah, the well, these, these like professional musicians, like studio musicians, are just like, guys who have been around. They can play by ear. You know, I, I've been playing for years. There's lots of guys that they can hear your stuff and then boom, they, they can get it. Be like, you know, like Motown guys, <laughs> like the Funk, funk Brothers. Mm -hmm. They can just hear something and like boom, they got it. You know, it's like there's some guys that that's what they can do. You know, and that's, that's, that, I it's think that's amazing. the thing that some of the people who are using the CDJs tend to forget. The, the, the kind of beauty of musicianship, which is cool that, that you appreciate oh, yeah. that because there's some people today that, you know, I had some guy that, you know, I have this big stack of electronic music uh, instruments. And he told me, oh, why don't you just come to the club and do it on a CDJ? And I'm like, the whole point of what I perform is me playing on that moak. And, it, you know, I can't just play it on the CDJ. It doesn't work because I am a performer. I mean, I, I play my keyboards on my keyboards. So you just couldn't get mm -hmm. the fact that, oh, you're an electronic musician that actually plays a keyboard. <laughs> I mean, I so I went to music school, actually. I graduated with a degree in popular music. Um, and so, I, you know, I had to do all the, like, you know, n notating mm -hmm. and piano proficiency. And, like, I, I had to do all the musicianship mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, everything and I, and I get frustrated a little bit with people who think that and I, like I said I'm a huge hip-hop head I love yeah, hip-hop yeah. but a lot of these rappers they're not musicians no, they're, not. they're artists yeah, it's different. and people are saying that they're musicians and I'm like listen it's not a bad thing if you're not a musician but you do need to know that yeah. like some of these guys aren't musicians. Some of these people even who make beats aren't musicians. No, they're, they're, a lot of them are very good at construction on a grid you know, they can go on the grid and they can do the beat. But if you actually gave, handed them a Moog or handed them an actual, like, real, like, uh, you know, instrument, like a Hammond organ or any of the stuff, they can't do it. Um, and so right. it, it's a difference. It's like, okay, you're a producer and you like music and you can produce music and maybe you produce some really high-end music. But when it comes to, like, you know, guys like I elevate to, like, Stevie Wonder, you know, or, or the Funk Brothers or you know, Hendrix, or like, these are the people I looked up to. So I wanted to, to try to play and practice to get good, to be like that, you know, and, and there's a different mm -hmm. mindset from a musician, you know, that, that understands, and a vocalist, you're a musician, you know, vocalist, your instrument is your voice. And so that, right. there's a lot of work on that. And then some people that are just poets, and that's not bad. I mean, Bob Dylan doesn't have the perfect singing voice, but he's a great poet. You know, he's a great, sure. you know, he's won like a, like a Nobel Prize <laughs> for his poetry. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he, as well, because he can play pretty good guitar. But yeah, it's like, you know, there's a difference between somebody who's like a classical 
vocalist, like somebody that can do like five octave range, you know, there's certain level of musicianship and, and, and even vocals, vocalists that, you know, you got to respect that, you know. For sure. And, and there are you know, producers like, I would say one of the pr mainstream producers that is actually a musician would be like Timberland. Yeah, yeah. Like Timberland yeah, really right. is a musician. Guy can play. He can do all kinds of somebody who I wouldn't say, and this may mm -hmm. be for the podcast is Kanye West actually says that he's not. Yeah. That he really <laughs> play instruments and he can put music together. And I've gotten into plenty of fights. About well, he's that. A, he's a, I guess, <laughs> you know, he has a lot of guys that he actually works with. Um, um, but, but yeah, he's more the, the guy that can get on the grid on an MTC and, and really run it kind of, you know, and I you know sure. you got guys like yeah. the bomb squad and the bomb squad, they were like, to me, they 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 were like, you know, the public enemy, some guys, those guys had some brilliant ideas in production that actually became yeah. like yeah. the way George Martin for the Beatles was a producer, was like a musician. You can use the studio like an instrument. And so I think some people are maybe Kanye uh -huh. is kind of at that level. He's using the studio as an instrument. Absolutely. And so that's, that's a different level. Um, and it is, it's a different place, but it's cool because that's, that music is about all kinds of things. I like to work with jazz guys, I like punk rockers, traditional rockers, electronic rockers, hip hop people. I mean, I've worked with all kinds of people. And, yeah. Using the studio as a musician. That's a good yeah. one. That's yeah, George Martin. Yeah, as, or as famous, like George yeah. Martin was famous for that with the Beatles, like the fifth Beatle, because he used to. He's the one that made Sgt. Pepper the way it was, because he taught Paul and Ringo and all the guys. And John is like, you can use the studio to do this amazing stuff, and that's why those records sound like they do, because they just said, oh well, you know, we're not going to put any bar on it. We'd like to do everything, we're backward tape looping, all kinds of experimental stuff, and you know, there's lots of bands that you know back in the '70s it was real popular. You know, bands like Genesis, you know, like very, you know, yeah. Like yes. I'm a huge yeah, Genesis. Yeah, you know, progressive rock. I'm a huge Phil Collins. Yeah, Collins yeah. Man. He's like I love, I love Peter Gabriel's oh, Genesis man. too. And Phil Collins great, but I'm, I'm a prog rocker when it comes down to it. Like the crazy prog rock from Yes. And like, I love Phil Collins. Yeah, Phil okay, Collins yeah. He's always there. He was the drummer. You know, he just, he just took the lead after Pete, Peter Gabriel left. But there was this thing about prog rock. Right. It's a mixture of classical and rock, and it throws all this strange mm -hmm. rock opera, really, you know, key changes and, you know, structures, you know, 20 minute long songs. Uh, you know, it's a different world. Not, not many people are into that as much today, but that's kind of where I got my bones. But um, yeah, that's <laughs> sick, though. There's nothing like it. So, so you, you sound like you're already collaborating with like, you know, guys who are rockers because you've got guitar players and bass players and drummers so they have been probably in all different types of genres uh, yes actually so a guy that i worked with a lot is um this is in a whole nother vein but a screamer and we've done a few songs together there's one of them that's up on my soundcloud it's actually a remix of a drake song called worst behavior and i i wrote all the mm -hmm. parts for it and then i just i can't scream oh, wow. like him yeah <laughs> you know um, so I, you know, I grew up, I am 29. And so I grew up in like all the grunge stuff. Nirvana, big, Paul Jam, you, know, you like, had, you know, all those guys. You're... Nirvana. And then like Linkin Park, that was, that was a whole was a mixture of. <laughs> yeah. So I love pulling in. Grunge. Yeah. I mean, I even tagged it on SoundCloud, even though it's not mm. totally accurate, but I was like, Aaron, 
what did I say? Like R and B screamo. Oh, or well, something. we can we can it's actually put your, he... um, your Spotify link and your SoundCloud link on this episode if you want people to see that. So that yeah, would be go, awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, because I definitely will promote this episode. Yeah, so we'll, yeah. Yeah, so what happens is we we'll send you the links. This goes out to like twelve different podcast platforms. We've got about twelve thousand five hundred listeners. We've actually got corporate nice. sponsors, so. Be aware you will hear ads as segments on your podcast. Um, but For that's, sure. that's how we no do the bills. <laughs> yeah, that's how but, you got um, to. Yeah, so this will go out with the Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, Anchor, Stitcher, Radio Public, you know, Google, many, many more. There's like 12 um, places that do this right now. We'll send you the most popular ones, but almost any podcast app that you see will have this. And it will actually get published tonight. And we'll send you the Apple and the Stitcher and the Anchor and Radio Public and uh, Spotify links, and then you can share them. Share yes. them. we don't charge or anything because we have we have uh, sponsors. <laughs> but but uh, okay. yeah, so so yeah, it, it's pretty cool. And uh, we, we, are, we hyperlinks only work um, on Apple for some reason. Spotify doesn't allow you to enable the hyperlinks, but you can see them and then copy them into something. But um, Apple will have them, and I think Radio Public, the, 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 link, the hyperlinks are active, which means if you click on them, they'll go somewhere. Um, but for some okay. reason, Spotify doesn't do that. For I don't know why, but they don't want to do it. Uh, okay. Great. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to promoting so, it. Like, what are your thoughts on the future of music and where it's going? You know, Based on our conversation, I kind of have some ideas of what you might say, but yeah. But... Man, that's... Yeah, it's a complicated answer because for a while I was like, man, music is just, you know, going to shit. And sometimes I do think that is true. But like I said, I feel like the hunger for um, for musicianship is coming yeah. back as well. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, I'm it's totally what I see going on is like <clears throat> sometimes in popular music, there's been this kind of degradation from the classic period. That you could say, if you go yeah. to the 50s to the late 70s, you have people really creating like unbelievable art in albums like you know, Stevie Wonder's Songs and the Key of Life, you know, the Who doing like right. Tommy and Quadrophenia, you know, Led Zeppelin doing Led Zeppelin 4. You know, there's this amazing level of capability. You don't really see a lot of modern rock bands being that level. Levels so and right. maybe like Kurt Cobain and Pearl Jam 10. We're, you know, we're at that kind of thing, but you don't see it today. Like how, how many of those albums do you see today? Well, you know what? That's the interesting thing is, and I remember somebody told me, I don't know if it was maybe one of my professors in college and actually my professor in college, he was the trumpet player on uh, play that funky music oh, white boy. And awesome. he actually helped write the song. So he's, yeah, he's somebody that I, I really admire, but uh, I don't, I'm trying to remember if it was him and you, you've probably heard of this cycle. Um, like the seven year yeah. cycle yeah. with music or something where it's like rock is the foundation and then pop is the foundation. And then it's something like that. Then rock comes yeah. back. I will say, I think rock is coming back or at least guitar bass is coming back because you even see it in hip hop now, like the new hip hop yeah. kids, the younger generation, they are, yeah. Kind of doing like an emo Yeah, rock like Tyler, thing. the creator, not that I'm mean, trying to promote him, but he's actually learning guitar. And he's going to integrate guitar into his next set of music, which kind of is like where things are. Um, 
because that that's the kind of thing that that seems to be going on. That there, you know, you see, you see this with a lot of Kendrick Lamar. You know, he has awesome voices on yeah. on, on stage when he plays. He has really, yeah, Jazz, really good yeah. bass um, And it, I think you know, I've talked to a lot of indie rock bands because I I talked to like you know all different types of musicians, and there's a lot of you know, like bands on SoundCloud and YouTube that are doing stuff, but you know, MTV doesn't play the videos like they used to. Where you know. You mean yeah, YouTube has it, and you have these different places like Vimeo, you have you know, Vivo, you have all these different places. But you know, I see rock isn't dead. There's a lot of indie rock bands that are really good. They're really good. They're just not catching fire uh, because they're not getting the hype <laughs> that hip hop and rap and uh, electronic music is getting. But they're there and they're working. And so I think it, it is a cycle. I think it's going to come back. You're going to get like a Kurt Cobain again, or you're going to get an Eddie Vedder. Somebody that has a personality that maybe just pushes it, you know. Well, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. But I will say that it's going to have to be a blending. I don't think it's going to be a typical bands necessarily are going to be the thing anymore. Yeah. Um, the guitar as the bass instrument or the bass, the signature instrument is going to come back and kind of the grungy emotional music. Yeah. Back. But I think there is still going to be a hip hop pop in there. And I think bands maybe will have to start going like the 21 Pilots route, you know, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you get a lot of hybrid bands like that. The 21 Pilots is kind of like that idea. Yeah, because I think uh, that's what's going to sell or make it. But yeah, I, I, I think it's coming back. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I mean, there's always been this kind of, I'm a, I'm a kind of a, a punk guy. So there's always going to be like room for punk bands um, that will just be pure punk, you know hard hard hardcore of punk course. hardcore metal they're going to stay in their zone they might not get a Def Leppard or a Guns N' Roses or you know a Clash level band breaking through but they're going to be there um in their lane have their uh, cult fall we just hope yeah. I'm always hoping like when's the next Clash going to come because I'm always looking for that because like, I'm a kind of purist when it comes to that kind of punk but um yeah, that's like energy. I love the energy of that because the thing about punk is like it, it gets very expressive. You can go all different directions, and you can do all kinds of. You can talk about anything, and you know the clash kind of was all over the map, and that was a really cool idea that you could be in a, in a lane and, and just be mixing. They mixed all kinds of things. They mixed like reggae and rock and ska, and you know that that's interesting when you get a band that is willing to go there. You know. Right. Yeah, it's it's amazing, man. That's that's good that you're a purist. We need the purists, you know, because without the purists, you don't have. The, yeah. Um... Well, you got guys. You got. You know, I'm listening to Sun Ra, <laughs> and I'm listening to Coltrane and stuff. So I want to bring that into my music. I want to mix things together. You, know, you see, when I always feel that, like what you're doing, like when you mix genres together, that you come out with something new. If you mix hip hop with pop. Then you get something that's exciting. You know, make a little, a little hardcore rock into it. You throw a little punk into it. Then it just gives you something new. You know, yeah, new and it's reminiscent. I think people love the nostalgia of it. It's like, oh man, we got this hip hop thing, and we also got it's like sensory overload. Yeah, you know, I mean, probably my my favorite songs ever are like that. They're hybrid genre type stuff. So that's kind of what I'm always the you know, the more success I have, mm-hmm. I'll have more opportunities to kind of do exactly what I want to do. And with that, you'll start to see a lot of kind of like 
rock mixed with R&B and just weird stuff that you don't see a lot of women doing necessarily. Yeah, we get the stagecraft, you know, like Lady Gaga had like a David Bowie-like stagecraft. She kind of presents herself in the kind of way Bowie-esque way of, of creating. Alan, yeah, she yeah. totally does. She and totally I love does. that. I love people like that do that kind of Freddie Mercury thing, you know, because if you're, you, when you're the lead singer of a, a band, you know, Bowie was like, basically, you know, I play characters, but I'm like, you know, it's all as a performance. It's an art, you know. I, I changed these images, but, you know, he was like an actor. And he believed right. in the show. You got guys that used to believe in that, you know, like Prince, Freddie Mercury. You guys, they, they get on stage and they just boom, you know, they, they own the stage. Because that's the mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, musicianship or character, or, you know, just a, 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 you know, somebody becomes iconic. You know, in music, and 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 you're always looking like who's going to be the next Lady Gaga, who's going to be the next Axl Rose, who's going to be able to have that kind of character that just draws people in. Yeah, you're right. Now that I think about it, you're right. It's it's the icons are the ones who have a, a totally um, separate personality, probably from their real yeah. Well, just your stage, you, <laughs> you know, know? you got to own the stage. If you're part of just you know being a musician, it's the kind of be able to create that persona on stage that gets people to draw to like focus on you so it's about the music but it's also how you present that music and if you can do a have stagecraft is a really big part of of being you know a, a professional and they, like if you, if you bring that to the stage you bring that character then people you know start to identify it might not be you you know it might be what you put on you know but yeah I mean, and I think that that's part of the joy, like, honestly, for those of us who are artists and performers, part of the reason we are is because we want a little bit of an escape, you yeah. know, like you would, you want to be somebody different for a second and forget about everything. And that's part of why I think people become what they become. And I think it's kind of cool in a way. There's a lot of psychology yeah, but with I that. Think but... Go on stage, you're able to kind of show things that maybe, you know, that really and they're like, wow, they reveal things on stage that they, like, they wouldn't reveal to like anybody. Uh, yeah, and they never have to talk about it yeah. again. And it's, and it's just there. <laughs> and it's like, wow. And they're just able to call on it. But then they don't, if you want to talk to in an interview, they like, they don't want to talk about it. Because it's like, cause it right. is, if we already showed you what it is, we don't want to get into it anymore. The artist already showed right. you in the song, showed you in the performance. So <laughs> It's powerful, man. That's like, I always go back to, Kurt Cobain, when people were begging him, what do the lyrics mean? He was like, I'm not no, telling you. He's like, the real artist, like, you know, Dylan, he, people try to ask him about stuff. And he's like, I can't tell you about that. It, it is what it is, you know. And I feel that way, too. I, I've had people do that. And I, I feel like, come on, just just let it be. I mean, when I grew up listening to music and fell in love with it, I liked that whatever I was listening to, I could apply to my own life or I, yeah. I could... You interpret, you know? every, the fans will interpret things, you know, and the artists put it out there. You have your vision as an artist, what you think it is. Um, but then, then you know, how a fan feels it is maybe different. So they can own that. You know, the fans can own their interpretation of your work. And then you have your own feelings that create it, you know. And so you have your own kind of, every song is kind of like, you know, like a lot of people would say their songs are like their children. And, and, it, and it's yes. like you have different feelings about how that got created or how that was born. You know, how that song was born is very, very special to almost every artist. You know, they go into 
like why they, you know, how it came about. Maybe they don't want to go into why, <laughs> but, but yeah. like how it came about, they might want to talk about that. But um, <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. Yeah, so that's cool. So, are, are you good for time, or or, or we, we should um, put um, put a wrap on it? Because I think we're at the thirty minute point. I could probably do like another okay. five. Well, yeah, we'll just like. Maybe we can. Um, t- do you have any coming up new shows coming up or new projects that are going to be out for the for your fans that you want to talk about? Yeah. So at the well, we just uh, we had a meeting about this yesterday. So um, my EP will officially be out in early April. It's called No Better, um, with an X over the um, W. There's. It's kind of like the whole theme of it is. Um, I know better, but I'm no better than anybody else. Like everybody learns things in a different Mm -hmm. time period of life, because a lot of these songs I've actually been working on for 10 years. Um, And the reason for that is because I was on an indie label that crashed and burned. I kind of got scammed and screwed over by a lot of people, Um, had to re-record a lot of things, had to totally revamp. So that's kind of a theme there too, is like, you know, the lessons I've learned in the industry. Um, oh, this is what it is. I just remembered. So it's, I'm now, I know better. So therefore I am now better, but I'm still no better than anybody else. That's, That's the whole, process. there's a parentheses around mm-hmm. the K. Um, and then there's an X through the W so that it can exemplify those. Two so it's things. an EP or it's an EP. Um, it'll be out in early April and I'm going to release probably two singles before that. Um, and maybe a little video and a few different things, but it's been a super long journey to get to this point. Um, so yeah, we're excited. So about you, it. it was entirely produced by the half awesome. style. Uh, he's a really cool, he kind of created the whole urban pop, man. That guy is, he, he's a genius with what he does. So um, are you going to tour? I want a tour. Me and my manager are trying to set that up. He's been talking to a lot of different booking agencies and tour managers. And so we're trying to get that set up. But realistically, an actual tour probably wouldn't happen until next mm-hmm. summer. But I'll definitely be doing I don't have a sh- any show dates right now, which is kind of rare because usually I do. But um, at the moment, I don't have any show dates. Right are you going to be pushing any like uh, YouTube videos or anything for the record? Yes. Um, actually, what I have out right now is a little remix that I did to ZZ, which is a popular song by Travis Scott and Kodak Black. So I've been pushing that a little bit. Um, and then my most recent single, Start a Fire, um, I've been pushing that a lot, too. It's on a few different Spotify playlists. Cool. And yeah, definitely check well, that definitely, out. Yeah. If anybody who's listening, definitely check that out. Um Find me on Instagram. It's M-O-L-L-I-E-J-A-Y. So it's very simple. Yeah, we're definitely, what we're going to do is we're going to push this out to our Instagram. And we have a, um, we have a Facebook and we have a, a Twitter. So what we tend to do is um, Spotify has an ability to actually take these episodes and um, link them to Instagram. So we can do a highlight on Instagram that allows people to click the highlight in Instagram and actually go right to the podcast. So we will, we will be pushing okay. that on our 
Instagram. We've got two of them, Josephine Electric, my my um, alter ego, and my expansive okay. sound experiment. Could I actually do a female voice to a voice order? I actually created a character. <laughs> really? That's amazing, actually. The lead singer of my band is is, is me. I, I, I use uh, all kinds of... I use voice coders in a way that I haven't really seen anybody do uh, since Pipe Prince with uh, his Bob George and Camille characters is where I came up with the idea that he actually used to do female male characters with um, synthesizers. And I decided to do that myself <laughs> but um, yeah so i have a separate instagram that we'll be pushing this on on the josephine electric and the fan and the expansive sound experiment one and we'll send you the links and then when you see it we'll, we'll include you uh as um some of the people that are on the link will be spotify and anchor and but you'll see it later tonight and then you can uh run it with your own own um social network once we send you the links Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been a great conversation. Yeah, as soon as your album comes out, we tend to have people come back multiple times. We've talked to bands two, three times in the last two years, uh, usually based on when they have uh, material or albums or tours. So, yeah, once your record's out, uh, if you feel free to let us know, if you want to actually do a song-by-song talk about it, and we did that with Kendra Black from New York City. We just did that with her album, like, last week. We had a session where we talked like every song. We actually went through every song on the record. Um, oh, yeah, I'd so love we, that. Yeah, I would so we do that. that. And um, yeah, just let us know uh, when you're ready to do that and we can do it. Okay, I'm in. I'm in early April. Okay, Let's do great. It. Thank you. All right, thank Have you so much. Talk this is Family Electric Ghost, and we're working with Natural X, who is a distributor a manufacturer of CBD oil. Now, you shouldn't settle for inferior CBD oil. Uh, Natural X is, is not an inferior CBD oil. It is the superior CBD oil. There are no additive chemicals. It's available in all 50 states. It's water-soluble. It's high-absorbing, full-spectrum CBD with terrapins. Now, the difference between THC and CBD, you might not know. So, THC is a psychoactive portion of cannabis and is commonly found in marijuana in higher amounts and is very uh, low, if any, in the hemp plant. CBD is a cannabinoid devoid of psychoactive effect. In other words, you can't get high from CBD. After THC, CBD is by far the most studied natural cannabinoid and is gaining popularity faster than THC because of its healthy properties without drug uh, side effects attached to it. So if you click on the link that we're going to provide in a couple minutes, um, you'd be able to get this really good CBD. So why would you take natural CBD? Well, it's the most stable, longest lasting, highest absorbing CBD. It's fast. It's fast. It's got 15 minute absorption rather than slow 60 to 90 minute peaks. It's the highest, highest absorption rate in the industry. It's real CBD oil not liposome, liposomes are nanoparticles. It's got a super long shelf life, can store for two years, no need for refrigeration. It's made from hemp, not marijuana. It's clean, healthy, organic hemp sourced from the best farms. It's full spectrum, top quality hemp CBD, not cheap CBD isolates. Enjoy the healthy entourage effects of full spectrum CBD oil. It's not addictive and there's no psychedelic drug effects. It's available, as we said, in all 50 states. 
Easy to use, to swallow a little every day. Tastes great, no disgusting, oily, bitter taste. Best value in C hemp CBD, you get more usable CBD for your money. You save money by purchasing today with a special pricing, pricing from Natural X. It's proudly made in the USA, and there are no worries to give a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you click our link, we've got a bit.ly link to make it easier for you. So the link that you use to, to be able to purchase this is bit.ly forward slash 2SV, small b, capital H, V, W. So let's do that again. It's bit.ly forward slash 2, capital S, capital V, lowercase b, capital H, lowercase v, lowercase w. And we'll do that once more. It's bit.ly forward slash 2s, capital V, lowercase b, capital H, lowercase v, w. Now, this link is also on the podcast, so if you can't get it from here, just look at the podcast. You will see the link there, and you can just click on it. And I hope you enjoy uh, this product, and um, we'll talk to you again. Uh, keep on listening to the Family Electric Go Show because we talk about all kinds of things. And you'll be able to get information about all types of products like this product from Natural X, their Natural X CBD. Thank you.